Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope that you enjoy this encouraging message. For more information on our church family, visit freechapel.org forward slash OC. And in John, uh, John chapter 8, if you have your Bible, uh, if you can grab it out or if you want to look to the screen. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go for long because we you know God has already done I think so much here, but I do want us to continue on this little journey that we're on as a church, as we've been looking at the what what it is to live free, to live free, and what. Jesus is really talking about when, when, when he puts that on offer for us and the fact that it's a difficult um, concept for us to understand with our natural thinking and the reason why it's very difficult for us to understand is because what he's talking about is not a natural thing but a supernatural thing. That, that when he's talking to these Jewish believers about freedom and, and knowing the truth and the ability that the truth has to set us free is not a concept that makes sense naturally very easily. And, and one of the difficulties as... as you know, in communicating scripture is, is trying to take a supernatural concept and package it in a way that we can naturally understand. And it's a difficult task. And, and if you've been tracking with us the last, I think we're in week four, the last few weeks, you, you know that I've, you know, I've been using that, the illustration of, of my son's, one of my son's toys as a way of trying to illustrate a point that, that we know is so much deeper than, than just what we see on stage in an illustration or even just words that I say from the pulpit. And, and really, it's, Jesus is, is in this similar space when it comes to these Jewish believers. And, and we've, we have talked about this and we've touched on it, that he's, he's communicating to them on a level that they're not getting. And in his patience, he continues to stay with them on the journey. But as the journey and the conversation goes on, it becomes very evident that they're not willing to go with him. Because they realize that this, this journey that Jesus is trying to take them on by way of this, we've called it somewhat of a formula of freedom, is, is a journey that's incredibly challenging. And we unpacked the verse a little bit and, and, and we've talked about how it starts with abiding in his word and then if we abide in his word we become his disciples and then as we become his disciples we know the truth and the truth sets us free. And there's an element of it that we like because it's quite structured. 
And as we unpack it, we see it, that there is somewhat of a formula there and we like formulas because formulas lead to solutions. And if the solution is freedom, then I'm all about it. Because we love the, uh, the idea of being free. We love the idea of living a life that's not full of problems and getting free of our issues and free of all of the junk that we seem to pick up so easily along life and carry with us. But then as we've begun to unpack it week by week and we've taken our time with it, we've identified as the journey's gone on that maybe this tracking with Jesus through this formula is maybe not going to be as easy as we thought it was. And we talked about how, by way of the illustration of my son's toy that came in a box that when we empty the box out that, and we begin to look at the truth right, of where our life is at and, and, and what's going on and, and what the reality of my circumstances are, not, not what I present to everybody and not what I want it to be and not what I've, I've got really good at um, showing everybody a picture of what it is, but the reality of where I'm at. And as we empty it, we realize, okay, this thing is a little bit more of a mess than I realized. And we talked about that and how one of the truths we have to face is that there is a problem and the problem is us because we're all messed up. We're all on this journey. But in the, in the box of mess, right, that if you're a parent and you've ever had to put together a toy for your child on Christmas and it's a very exciting prospect, as the days build up to Christmas, but then you're faced with the reality of putting this thing together and the mess that comes with it. When you dump out the contents of the box, it's, it's not just mess and issues that, that we have to face. It's actually truths that we can also use. And this is what Jesus is talking about with these Jewish believers, he's, he's saying to them, if you, when you know and understand the truth, not just the truth of your problem, right, which will produce in us or should produce in us a humility and a conviction, not a condemnation, which is what we did earlier in worship. Because as I said, condemnation keeps me from him. Conviction draws me to him. And when I understand who He is as a loving Father, that He stands before us with arms open, saying, bring me the mess, then I'm actually positioned then in a great place to move forward and to grow into the freedom that God has for me. But it has to start from a place of truth. And so as we began to work our way, we work our way through the mess, we come across truths in God's Word that release a level of freedom to our life only when they're applied. And so we, we start this or continue in this journey of taking God's truths and beginning to apply those truths to our life that produce freedom that we can live in. And the challenge with it is facing the fact that we don't really understand what we're talking about. And I know that's a weird thing to say. 
But it's important to keep repeating it because what this does is as I keep repeating it to you each week is I'm trying to help you see that I don't want you to try and understand freedom with your natural thinking because it's not something that's taught, it's something that's caught. And that's not just great because it's it rhymes, it's great because it's true. And sometimes we get quick to amen something because it sounds good. But what point, what's the point if something sounds good if it doesn't produce freedom? But it's a truth. Because what Jesus goes on to say, and I want us to read it. It says in verse, let's go from verse 33. This is after Jesus says to them, I'll make you free. And they answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and we have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you'll be made free. And we touched on this the other week, but essentially they don't get it, right? Why don't they get it? Because they're trying to understand it up here. So it's not making sense. How can you say you'll be made free? Then Jesus, again in his patience, he gives them another shot. And he says, Jesus answered them, most assuredly I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave to sin. So this is him Leveling the playing field. Remember last week he shows them, listen guys, you're a mess because everybody sins. So this is why you need this freedom. But then he goes another step further. And he says, a slave does not abide in a house forever, but a son abides forever. So Jesus' concern now is not the mess, but the distance or the separation that the mess has caused between them and God. And goes on and a slave does not abide forever. Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Verse 37, stay with me, this will make sense. I know that you are Abraham's descendants, but you seek to kill me. Okay, this is just, just changed real quick, didn't it? Because my word has no place in you. So what Jesus has just done in a second, he's just... He's just gone, he's just cut straight through their surface, what they're presenting, and he's revealed what's in their heart. Because prior to this, they hadn't said anything about killing him. But this, that comes later in the story. Because what Jesus is trying to do, if you can go with me in it and understand what he's doing, He's trying to help them understand that he's not speaking of something that is on the surface. And the, re and the way in which he's trying to do this is he does this and, and, and articulates for this by identifying something in them that is beneath the surface. And he says, guys, you're a mess. And they're like, yeah, but we have, essentially they're saying this. Let me paraphrase it quickly for you. Essentially, they're saying, but God, we're pretty good. We don't need what you have on offer. And Jesus bypasses all of that and says, no, this is what's in your heart. You need this more than you realize. And the reason why I think that's so important for us to, to discuss is because I think we can fall into that same trap as these Jewish believers fell into. Because understand, there is a level of 
freedom. There is a level of surface freedom that we can all experience in and of our own strength. And that's just the truth. And this is what these Jewish believers were saying. They're like, listen, I mean, we're, we're pretty good. Like, I don't know if I need this that much. And that's, and that's the space that I think many of us can fall into because the truth is that you have lots of natural gifting and ability and there is surface level freedoms that you can attain just through doing life on your own and not hungering after Jesus. Because at the end of the day, a great job right, will help make you feel fulfilled. And a new relationship will give you security and a drink will give you peace. And if we pretend that they won't, it becomes challenging for people because then people leave church and they weigh up what the world has on offer and what we pretend God has on offer and they both seem to do the same thing. And so it's much easier for somebody to just leave church and go and experience the things of the world and receive the surface level freedom that comes from it. So in this conversation, Jesus is inviting them to a deeper freedom that is not of this world, that is not natural, but is supernatural. So herein lies the brilliance of the formula that Jesus unpacks. Because the formula of abiding in His Word, of becoming His disciple, of knowing the truth, is not a formula that's just sole purpose is to produce freedom, but it's a formula that's purpose beneath that on a deeper level is to actually grow our spirit to be able to receive the spiritual freedom that Jesus has on offer. And if we want to operate in the spiritual freedom, we have to grow and strengthen the spirit within us. And this is where it gets difficult because my spirit and my flesh are at war with one another. And if I want to experience, receive and walk in a spiritual freedom, where I am not affected by my circumstances, where I'm not affected by my surroundings, what I have or don't have. If I want to operate on a level where I know what it is to receive and walk in the peace of God, despite turmoil around me and challenges and difficulties, this is what the world desperately needs the church to walk in, but we are not doing it. And the reason why we're not doing it is our spirits cannot contain it and are not strong enough to hold it. And so we're on this, this, this journey of denying our flesh and engaging our spirit. Because where it gets really difficult is my flesh does not like what the spirit has on offer. And my flesh, I've got to deny my flesh every single day. 
And I don't know about you, but my flesh is really strong. And this joker doesn't go down easy. I wish he did. I wish I could just pop one shot in him and it was out. But I have to choke this thing out every single day and he fights me every single step of the way. Not you, but me. And I've got to be honest with you. I love feeding my flesh. That's the truth. It feels good to feed your flesh. It feels good. Do you know that my pride and insecurity loves to talk bad about other people? I do. It feels amazing. You should try it. Well, don't. Mate. It's true. Listen, if your marriage is not going great, do you know what will help you help your flesh feel a lot better about your marriage is to talk about how bad somebody else's marriage is? I promise you it will help. If I'm not feeling good, right, about my life and about how I'm going, if I pull down somebody else and I talk about how screwed up they are, do you know what happens? I start feeling much better about how I'm doing. And none of you want to say it. That's why I will say it for you, but you're the same as me. And this is the battle that we're in. And this is where my flesh is continually trying to keep me down and keep me bound when Jesus is offering a freedom that is on a spiritual level. But in order for me to receive it, I have to grow through the process and the process is killing my flesh and engaging and growing my spirit. Because if it doesn't, if my spirit doesn't grow, I will not properly steward the freedom that Jesus is offering. Because freedom is not just something that you just get. It's something that you are given to steward. This is what happened with Adam and Eve in the garden. There was never people throughout all of mankind that were ever freer than Adam and Eve in the garden. That was complete freedom. But guess what freedom comes with? Freedom comes with a choice. That's what makes it freedom. You have the freedom to choose. But what happened with Adam and Eve? They didn't steward their freedom well. And because they didn't steward their freedom well, they fell. So understand that what we're talking about when we're talking about spiritual freedom, this is not something that you're just going to get like it's this moment. It's something that you grow into and you're given it based on the growth that happens in your spirit that enables you to maintain it. But as long as we just keep listening to our flesh and giving our spirit a little window of an hour and a half on a Sunday, we will never experience a life of freedom. 
Because the only things that will grow in my life are things that I intentionally feed. And if I want to kill something, I've got to starve it. But I'll never be free from anything that I don't die to. And some of us are still bound to our flesh because we won't kill it. Because we've lived for so long feeding it, we don't know what we would do without it. And this is where the challenge lies. Because it's understanding that what Jesus has on offer for us is on a level that so supersedes the surface that we are living at. And it's this journey that more and more, if we learn what it is to deny the flesh, do you know what Paul said? Paul said it like this. He said, I have no confidence in the flesh. The word confidence, it means to depend on, to lean upon, to listen to. Paul said, I don't even engage that thing. It means nothing to me. What a freeing place to be. How much confidence do you put in the flesh? Because this freedom that we're talking about and that we've been unpacking, this freedom that's on offer and what Jesus is presenting to these Jewish people, it's on a level that is so far above our ability to comprehend. But this is where the faith journey is required. That if we would stick to this formula and allow the formula that Jesus gives us in Scripture to stretch me and grow me, I will walk in more freedom than you could possibly ask, think or imagine. And it will be on a level that is so far beyond just fixing your problems. Because often that is the little package that we have tried to force freedom into. Just fix my problems. And that's why we'll turn out at church for a, for a sermon on freedom because we all want to feel good and we think freedom means feeling good. But if freedom is just feeling good, you can get that from a glass of wine. Or a great job. Or a nice relationship. I'm trying to show you that freedom, what Jesus is talking about, is not just about feeling good. Don't compare my God with what the world has to offer. What He's presenting to you is on a level that is so beyond that. But it requires us to engage Him in this process and allow Him to grow me and to expand and strengthen my spirit so that I can experience this freedom that will give you something that will supersede, far supersede any problem or issue. Because the thing about problems and trouble is I've learned this and kiss and come, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close. Do you know that walking through trouble 
can be one of the most freeing things in your life. And I know that's an odd thing to say. The reason why walking through, through trouble is so freeing because you get a first-hand experience at how much power that trouble does not have over your life. And what you thought would keep you bound, you came through. And because you came through it, you now look at it very differently and you realise, hmm, you didn't have the power over me that I thought you had. Because I came through you and I'm still here. See, living free is not living trouble free. And if you think it's living trouble free, you will spend your life trying to avoid trouble and always living bound to the trouble that you're trying to avoid. Because the reason why you're trying to avoid the trouble is because you're so fearful of it. And because you're fearful of it, whatever you are fearful of, you give power to. Ben, that was very, very good. Thank you. Sometimes I just got to tell myself, you know. I want you to live free. I want us to live free. But there's a journey required to get there. And it's not easy. That's why most people live bound. Next week, today we had to do a little different, but next week we're going to finish off this series on Father's Day because Jesus touches on something in this verse that's so incredibly powerful when He talks about the difference between being a slave and a son because the key to walking in freedom is knowing who you are in Jesus Christ. Because what He has on offer, I don't deserve until I view myself filtered through Jesus and seeing myself as a son. And this is what God has for us. But we have to make that decision. Remember last week, there's a choice. We've got to make that decision to say, I want this. I want, I want to operate. I want to, I want to live like somebody. I want to live as somebody of the Spirit. And that doesn't mean like you, you like a fruitcake, like a weirdo. It's not, I don't have time for that. Often people do weird things and call it God. And God looks at it and being like, you're a weirdo, don't do that. 
because what we did was we, we fell in love with the manifestation and we thought that's what I have to do to be spiritual. And, and it's, it's the height of religion, which is the form of something but denying its power. And so weird happens when I try and do something that I think is spiritual, but it's not. But there's a deeper place that He's drawing us to and wants to take us on as a church. And I believe that it's something within each of our hearts as a community, as a group of people that we are willing to embrace and we want. So I want to pray. I know that today was, was a little different, but we're going to pray and uh, send you home. Are you good? Sure. Thank you for uh, putting up with me. Let's, uh, let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for... Man, we're, we're just overwhelmed by your goodness and your faithfulness. God, I, I, I pray, Lord, for that you would take this word that... Lord, that we've tried to, I've done my best to try and articulate, but I know that it's, it's, it's flawed in its communication, but I know that you are good and you are faithful to do what only you can do. I pray, Lord, that this week that we would um, be reminded that you are continually speaking to us, drawing us to a deeper level of intimacy with you. Lord, that we would be reminded of the importance of denying our flesh and feeding our spirit. Because we know, Lord, that what you have on offer for us by way of a life of freedom is something that is only experienced in the spirit. And God, we want to receive it in that level and walk it out in our life. And I just pray of every person here, Lord, that you would be with them this week, that you would cover us, guard us, Lord God, guide us. I pray, Lord, that we would be mindful this week to lean into you, to hear what it is that you're saying when you're speaking. Don't let us put you in a box, Lord, and, and hold you to certain times throughout our day or our week. God, we, we give you permission to draw, draw on us, Lord. And speak to us, Lord, because we want to hear your voice. I pray, Lord, that you'd be with us. Cover our families this week, Lord. Cover their marriages. Be with our single people. Be with our kids, Lord. I pray a hedge of protection around all of us. God, that we would that we would walk this week taking new ground for you. That we would walk in authority and humility. And that this week would be people of the Spirit in your mighty name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. To watch our latest message, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. To stay connected, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Free Chapel OC.